0: Nine, eight, eight, eight seven, 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 six, six five, five, four, four three, three, two. Okay, hold on. I'm opening. What? <coughs> I'm
1: opening. No, you're not. Don't do it right now. You're on fucking pause. Well, yeah, I'm a little
0: bit about to open. I'm bit about to go
1: downstairs and get it all ready. Okay, yeah, get it all ready. Now, I have to say, in the lead up to the holidays, I felt a bit weird. Oh, was a heavy bag
0: with all stuff.
1: I think because it was obvious as 2020 rolled on that I wasn't going to be spending any of these significant calendar dates with Magnus, you know, in the home that we had imagined Hold together. Up. Hold up. And every time something kind of big went past, it wasn't overwhelming, but it was like this little... Ping as a reminder that this plan hadn't happened yet. I'm grabbing mine. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Wait, I need to So, you haven't even said hello. So, I had the FaceTime Christmas. You haven't even said what do you mean hello. me fucking Christmas. Give you me some shit. You haven't even said Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let's go. Give me something. We made the most of it. Wait, I need to get my present. Don't like on the table. I don't not like oysters or anything on this table. I only like ham and bread. Those are the two things that I like on this table. Thank you. And then I was lucky enough to have the family Christmas as well.
0: There we go. Use those muscles. I
1: coming You met my mum and my dad already last episode.
0: Watch out the here.
1: fly. Oh, Sorry, on the it's suit. oh, he's not a fly something. And we are here at my brother and his wife's place. Is
0: something stuck in your
1: and. Welcome to Christmas. Merry Christmas to all. They're two beautiful boys. All
0: right, that's it. Okay. Yeah, i Merry Christmas. How do you, yeah, how
1: it do you like, it and then it says It's, um, it's just to get, like, uh, background Bumbum Bumbum. shots, but don't touch that. Yeah. Don't touch that, because yeah. that ruins the, no, thank you. the audio. You yeah. Anyway,
0: but that's it. I'm going to stop it now.
1: One of the biggest things I've noticed recently is this feeling that I'm losing time. I hate it, it's hard to stomach, feels unfair, and sometimes it feels like it's going to be this way forever. I don't know about you, but I get really good at bottling it up. And all my friends know that I compartmentalise and then I end up with something really fucked, like jaw. But I know that this is not the way to do things. Instead, how do we deal with this stuff on an everyday level? How do we lean into that vulnerable feeling, whether it's losing time or feeling like you're missing out, and then move the fuck on? In my world... One of the ways I manage the shittiness of not being in America with Magnus is that by being in Australia, I get way more time with my nonna, my Italian grandmother, who I found really hard to leave in the first place. Hi, nonna!
0: I see you, You God. see me? Why am I at the
1: I know because I couldn't come and see you.
0: no worries, come in, no worries.
1: I know. I'm worried about you. Nonna's backstory, in 1966, she moved her family from a small town in Campania in Italy to Sydney. Are you taking some vitamins? It was that typical immigrant story of Australia symbolising a better life, the best life. And when we were growing up, we spent three nights a week eating at Nonna and Nonno's house. All the aunts and uncles, all the grandkids, and Nonna would cook these huge, amazing meals. I would be allowed to have a sip of wine. Um, all the adults would play cards after dinner and the kids would run around eating so much gelato. He's a naughty boy. Why do rest a little bit? He's a naughty boy. So Nonna has always been the matriarch keeping the family together. And it was like this right up until a couple of years ago when she had a fall. Nonna is now 96 and living in a nursing home. So you can imagine that from seeing her family and giving so much to them every single day, someone was always visiting her, now she is largely isolated I know what this one, I know you come in, come in, come in. I know. I will I will come. I will come as soon as I can. So it's sad. And that's why I think it's so important that I try and see her as much as I can. So Mother's Days and birthdays and of course Christmas. So and I know talk, I know. I can't hold your hands. This last Christmas, our family had this special plan. Take Nonna out of the nursing home, have family Christmas together. But with a COVID spike right before the holidays, Nonna's nursing home basically went into lockdown and she couldn't leave. I will. I love you. I'm sorry I cannot see you. I miss you very much.
0: I miss you too, everybody, every grandson and granddaughter.
1: I love you. I will see you soon, okay? Okay, Take Bye. So much, Ciao, poopa. I think it's particularly shit with stuff like this because if you feel like you're losing time progressing in your career or if I feel like I'm losing time with Magnus, at least I can tell myself we're young, we'll have so much more to come. But with Nonna... I know that I may only have one more Christmas or one more New Year's.
0: Are we ready to do this? It's time to say yes. goodbye to 2020. Five,
1: Is it? Seven. Yeah, kick it out. Oh, my God. We're ready to do it. We've been feeling Shall the love on night. Here we go. Here we go, Jess.
0: 10, oh, 9, 8, eight
1: seven, 7, 6, six five,
0: 5, 4, four three, 3, 2, one. Love, baby love!
1: Happy New Year! On New Year's Eve, I ended up presenting the Countdown on TV. It was awesome because it was a distraction from being away from Magnus. Plus, I made friends with my co-host. We've just pulled up to his house and we have brought him croissants. Hello. Hello. Yay. Whoa. Oh, my God. I just almost fucking, fucking face-planted in this huge lobby. Jeremy Fernandez is a journalist and TV news presenter. Great. (laughs) Wow, OK, so we're walking into Jez's apartment. Yes, welcome. I've just moved in. We bonded straight away on New Year's because we both have families that we really miss who are back in Malaysia.
0: No, you didn't. It's in the oven. Are you fucking yes. kidding? No, 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 what did you do? I baked a ginger cake. <laughs> um, <laughs> I
1: brought you a croissant. I brought us a few croissants. And we shared this strange moment at midnight as the fireworks went off.
0: So it was an emotional night as it was. I mean, I get really pensive... At the start, end of a year, at the start of a new year, anyway, and I think about what have I done, what have I achieved, you know, am I the person I wished I would be, am I that person to other people, and then we did the countdown, the fireworks came on, and I remember just looking at you, and I think my eyes were welling up, and I just said Happy New Year, and I think you looked back at me the same as well, and just thought, here we are in one of the most spectacular places in the world, under the sails of the Opera House looking at the Harbour Bridge lighting up and we're here by ourselves Mm. and would give anything to have a hug, Mm. to give a hug and to be with the people we care about and it was just such a moment of polar emotions of being absolutely ecstatic to be there and really missing the people I wish could be there with me.
1: Where else would you rather be? Mm. I can think of the exact place and the person that I'd rather be with.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. just and then I think I think I said to you I can't even give you a hug because of social distancing. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that hits the point for me that there is this push pull in simultaneously being privileged for the position that you're in while also allowing yourself to feel a bit of that sadness.
0: Everyone's got stuff going on you know it's not a competition about who's had a worse life who's had a better life and we all just need to have some compassion for others equally because what we feel is what we feel there's no competition there's no ranking system about you know whether your feelings are you know legitimate or not that's up to each individual to kind of deal with in so many ways, we are so lucky in Australia to be, you know, the circumstance we're in, particularly with COVID. But a lot of us still feel in grief for a whole lot of other things. And so there's this tension, isn't there, that you, you, we sort of should feel grateful, but at the same time, feeling an immense sense of loss. And people do have first world problems, there's no doubt about that. But I think sometimes it's worth acknowledging how the person is feeling rather than the merits of what they're going through.
1: I think that's something that we need to remember almost all the time, because it's such an easy thing to discount how you're feeling. Like, of course, there's someone else that has it so much worse. So it's so much easier to just shove it to the side.
0: I used to think when I was younger that the older I got, the better I would get at Shoving things aside and not dealing with them and that by the time I got to, you know My 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s I would be so good at being in complete control of my mind and emotions that I That life would be great and in fact the complete opposite has happened And I think the lesson I've learned is that In order to get to a point where you're ready to move on and let go and develop emotionally, spiritually, professionally you need to lean into some of the discomfort feel it walk around in it see how it fits you for size and I've done that several times in my life and I think that's the hard thing you've got to kind of look at the prospect of deconstructing yourself look for me I certainly got to a certain point after a particularly uh, bad breakup a few years ago that I thought I'm sick of this I can't keep you know beating myself up and being angry and all that kind of thing I said I don't even like who I am anymore I don't even like what that relationship turned me into and I just want to go back to being Mm big-hearted and I think when you're grieving when you're sad it's really difficult to be generous to be understanding compassionate and big-hearted I think ultimately that's what most people want to be able to have the capacity to be able to to stand up to sometimes be a beacon for others and to love without reservation um and I think for all the things that we've gone through in this past year particularly I know I certainly have um personally I think the lesson is (laughs) you've got to feel it before you're ready to take the next step and do something else do something different um and kind of promise yourself that it's not going to be forever.
1: And that promise is really hard to believe when you are in the thick of it. But it's an important one.
0: I think most people can't hold down those feelings for too long. It bubbles up in the weirdest ways, whether it's, you know, kind of... I mean, I, I, I'm one of those people where if I'm really stressed out... I lose my appetite. It's the opposite of comfort eating. So, sort the of comfort starving. Not that I'm deliberately trying to starve, I've just got no appetite. So, a few years ago, when I was going through a really, really bad time, I was sort of shedding the weight like crazy, just couldn't stomach anything without feeling nauseous. Um, but still turning up at work, still appearing on the news, and people would write in and go, Jeremy, are you okay? Because you've kind of, um, you're looking a bit unwell. <laughs> um, and I dropped. About 20% of my body weight. So I went down to about 53 kilos. I'm 5'10". So 53 kilos basically makes me look like a bean pole. Now, when you wear a suit, you kind of cover that cover that up a little bit. But I looked very unwell. Um, and I was unwell. Um, but was still very functional, you know. And so this is the thing. Like, you can be functional. You can be kind of – you can put on the show and you can keep up the act but ultimately those things bubble up in really weird ways Mm. and that kind of takes you down.
1: Yes, and I can think of some major examples of where I have done the Linda equivalent of this. You may have done it too, but letting it out needs to happen. You do stop crying.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you are kind of really heartbroken, um, and we've all been through various sorts of heartbreaks, When you are heartbroken, sometimes you go, I'm never going to get over this. I'm going to be broken for life. Yeah, it's a really scary place to be, isn't it? When you kind of cry and cry and cry. But I think I do think you kind of, once you've felt it enough, your heart lets it go to a degree. It doesn't mean you forget. It doesn't mean you lose the life lesson. But I think there is something to be said for feeling it enough that you can feel at least psychologically ready to l- to release it and to be open to something else.
1: That's key. When you're ready to feel it, you will then be ready to move on.
0: I have this conversation with my daughter about, you know, when when you miss someone and when you're feeling sad about that, I always say to her, that sadness that you feel, the tears that are rolling down your face, it's not... A bad thing. It's actually love. The sadness you feel is love. Don't mistake it for something bad. It's love that doesn't know where to go. It needs to find a place. And I always say to her, if you're feeling that sadness and you're missing someone or you're wishing for something that can't happen or didn't happen, it's because you're feeling love. And what a gift that is, to feel that love and to have someone who loves you and to love back someone else. It means that you're alive and you'd much rather be in that position than not have someone to love, not be loved and not to feel that sadness.
1: Okay, so whatever your feelings are about, they're valid. And it's okay sometimes to let those feelings out. You've got to take care of yourself.
0: It's different for everyone, isn't it? Because for me, I found a love for lifting heavy things at the gym. Now, I don't look it. I know I don't look it, but I love lifting heavy things at the gym because it just takes my mind off anything else. All I can think about is pushing this, you know, kind of, dumbbell above my head and hoping for the best that it doesn't crash on my face that's all I can think about and that for me is a, is a release and then some moments I don't know if you get this but I certainly do sometimes I think i had a really bad day and I just need to have a cry what am I going to do oh yes there's the jazz Spotify <laughs> playlist to cry to <laughs> it's all the songs that make me cry yes. basically yes, bring them, um, bring them. um There's a particular Coldplay song. (laughs) I'm going to get completely (laughs) disowned by all my friends and family for even mentioning Coldplay, but it makes me cry every time I listen to it because it takes me back to a time when I was having some of these really tough life lessons about looking after myself, drawing a line about what I was and wasn't going to be grateful for. Um, There's a Tommy Emmanuel version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Um, which I always used to sing to my daughter um, when she was little. and then I go, right, I'm done. I need something upbeat now and then I dance in my living room because we can't dance with anyone else. so I put on <laughs> I put on YouTube of people dancing and I dance along with them in my living room.
1: I do that too. Dude. I put on I put on DJ sets on on YouTube and I dance around
0: Yeah that's what I do. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I do. I have a cry. I go and lift heavy things at the gym. I go to work and I focus focus focus. And then I come home and I dance in my living room, but ooh, did you hear that? It's cake time. Oh,
1: Jeremy is one of those people that just inspires you to give love out in any capacity that you can. What? Perfect. It smells incredible in here. Like we are allowed to feel tender when we need to, and we need to trust in that process that will be our al dente selves on the other side. And even if the wait feels like forever, Hi. it's not. I'm not allowed to kiss. I miss everybody, darling. I miss you anymore. I know, we miss you too. My brother, my brother. My porte. Carmelinda. I know, I know. I know, I will, and I put my... Mu- yeah, I got it. You're not losing time. You're doing other valuable things that you just hadn't planned for. So, if you will excuse me, I have signed in, I have pretended to high-five all the nurses on the way to her room, and I have... A spicy little nonna to finally hang out with again. Oh yeah. No, I I know all you i my son. And you were fine? He that was, was fine. fine. Yeah. You lost a bit of weight <laughs> giving all your milk. <laughs> but your your boobs got smaller?
0: It might be before you yeah. had too much milk, too much milk, my might be too much yeah. milk Too much uh-huh.
1: Before I go, I want to take a minute to say hi and thank you to some tough cookies who have shared their stories with me. First of all, Astrid, it is a dreary-as-fuck winter right now where you are in Belgium in lockdown in your studio apartment. You said it's really hard to see on Instagram your mates back home in Australia soaking up summer. Meanwhile, your boyfriend isn't hungry and the only way to see you is if he takes a 15-hour train. Last time that happened, he got turned back at the fucking border. You told me he was going to try again this Sunday. So, did he make it to you? And Taria, stuck in grey London. You've been trying to get back to Australia since March 2020. I am so glad that you, hearing my mum, Janet, vacuuming... It doesn't matter, I can't do anything reminded you of something your Chinese-Malaysian mum would do and the jumble of cultures with your Finnish dad. You also wanted to know about how I froze my eggs, which I'll be getting into in great detail in a couple eps time. It's so cool to know that even though our lives are so different and I'm talking to you underneath... 40,000 blankets and pillows in my dad's spare room. That we have these similarities that show that life isn't easy, but we can feel stronger together. Send me a note on Instagram anytime at Linda Mariano. Maybe look up the spelling of my last name. It's a doozy. Or email hellotoughlove at gmail.com. Tough Love is a podcast by me,
0: Linda Mariano.
1: Produced by me and Amelia Chapello, with support from Mike Williams. Join me every two weeks on your podcast player. Make sure you hit subscribe so you can hear new episodes when they're out every fortnight. And if you want to, Leave me a review. Okay. Thank you. Love you. Bye.